On this episode of Tabletop Continuum, make a stealth roll with advantage to hop on the wagon and listen into the budding story of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Anchor and his team land in Port Waterhut, searching for news of the hero's pot, but find not only news of excavations, but news of a culture more open, intimate, and filled with pride than home. As anchors, anchors away. away. Welcome to another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This is Ty. And I'm Austin. And yet we have another episode of Anchors Away. I'm super excited about this. How have you been liking it so far, Austin? So far, it's been engaging. There are some things that are on Anchor's mind that I have mm-hmm. neglected to share with the audience. Yes, you need to be a lot more... A, a lot more open and transparent, which should be a lot easier considering it's just you, me, and whatever amount of people are listening. Yeah. Stalkers. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> it's more eyes than a beholder on me. <laughs> but... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how about a little recap? Um, this one's going to be quite a bit shorter, since you have a you have a you have a bit of an end goal in front of you, at least for now. Yeah. So. Your your feelings have been kind of mixed lately as you recently joined a new, a new party with a familiar face, Lita, uh, the fairy. She is accompanied with a half-elf uh, named Lucille Galperio, who you may remember as the uh, half-elf who sparred Siobhan the first time that all of you at Postal Karma uh, came to the Bounty Folk. As well as a young woman named Oricareta Galhilie, who you get kind of weird energy from. Regardless, with a recently bought steed named Jesse from the Stables of the Bounty Folk, you and your newfound party make your way to where you've been told is Port Waterhut where you have to to traverse through some dense forest in order to do so. Um, also, roughly along the trail uh, past the goblin village that you were at not too long ago. The forests of the upper part of the archipelago are slightly more temperate compared to the denser, more subtropical uh, forms that you know of as below uh, Malik Banajo back at home that you're used to. Um, but regardless, you make your way through, but not without being ambushed by a very decrepit, almost like agonizing creature that certainly sent you and your horse into a fleeing spree. But with one final show of 
strength from Ori, uh, saved the party by smothering the beast with magic. However, Ori also stated that what you just fought was an entity not of this plane, but rather from the Shadowfell. Unfortunately, however, you and your party have little time to really explain things further, at least while just standing, before Lita uh, already goes to Jesse and the wagon to get everyone on the wagon and make your way back on course. But it's still going to be a while before you guys make your way properly to Port Water Hut. So, what are you going to do? I take a deep breath in, then let out a sigh. Hey, Ori? Ori kind of... She, she kind of looks at you from her peripheral uh, for a moment, her hands, like, fidgeting, like relentlessly kind of rubbing against each other, even in the gloves that they're in. Yeah? Um, first, are you alright? Uh, me? Alright? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine. Just, uh, do not expect anything from the Shadowfell. Just, yeah, yeah you, you could say I'm, I'm fine. Shaking what up about from you? The... I'm scared and what? that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to ask you something uh yeah what's up that thing that we fought earlier is it possible that it was someone that was here but went to the Shadowfell in mutated and came back? Uh, she kind of ponders for a little bit, kind of looking at her uh, fingertips uh, for a moment as a sort of focus. That is one theory that people have. Others say that they're Others say that they are spirits that were taken to the Shadowfell. Some people see the Shadowfell as a hell, but that wouldn't really make too much sense. It's more of a, at least from what I've read, it's more of a dark limbo in more really, they're supposed to be creatures of their own, but at the same time, the Shadowfell should not have that easy of connection between here and there. It's not like the Shadowfell is part of the Feywild or anything, or anything like that. How the Shadowfell can have any kind of any kind of integration with this plane is beyond me and it makes me scared on what somebody might be trying to accomplish me too 
but it also kind of makes me scared that I might have known that monster. Huh? I'm... Oh! I mean, when it comes to those, uh... From what I can remember, those... I really don't subscribe to the theory that those en- that those entities are anyone fallen. That would be way too coincidental. I think that's more of a spiritual interpretation. You know how superstitious some people can be. But the Shadowfell is still its own world and to kind of assume that Trying to assume what the world is based on our expectations might not be the best because it might actually put people here in danger more than our own fears. Hmm. I was more thinking of my theory back then that I mentioned of mutation. But I mean they they certainly are mutated, but I don't think I I personally don't think it's anyone from here. That would be way too coincidental and too also feeds into a lot of apocalyptic narratives that some people and to have here. Yes. Who were uh, you thinking? Corey. A friend of yours? Boyfriend, but we're taking a break. At least I hope he sees it that way. I see. What made you you know well he had said something meant it in a joking manner but it really wasn't the time for jokes let alone a dark joke like that and I think he's lost sight of himself perhaps I'm I'm not going to say if that was or was not him, because that's for him to decide. But what he said really did hurt. He said that if we didn't join the bounty folk, we'd be executed to keep the secrets. Oh. That... I'm... I'm sorry, I don't really know what else to say about that. It's it's fine, it's just... I, I know he was joking and he apologized, but it still kind of hurts that to even consider that he would put his uh, own boyfriend's life on the line eh, to have him join a guild. What's Cory like? 
He's very fun-loving, and his morality isn't really limited by laws. It's just what he feels like doing. And it was times when we laughed together and sometimes shared moments together. He is very forward about what he wants, and I guess he also wanted me as much as I suppose I wanted him. Just didn't realize it until later on. He's also really nice, despite his dark humor. <laughs> I'm not really much of a not really much of a matchmaker. I've never really met anyone quite like that myself, but it sounds like you two have a really good relationship, even with what kind of happened. You definitely have right to be hurt and I'm not asking for any specifics on why or anything. I literally just met you not even a not even two days ago and you might actually want to consider not saying so much to someone you just met. It might be taken for granted by someone who might not be as nice. Anchor nods. I understand what you're saying, but are you saying that you are nice? And he smirks. You see um, a tinge of the of blush, kind of like kind of blanket over her, her face for a moment. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I agree with you, but you admit it. I mean, uh, I try to be. I mean, these two definitely seem that uh, seem like they think the same. As Ori kind of gestures to Lita, who's kind of in her fairy form, uh, kind of laying on uh, the lip of uh, the wagon uh, nearby, kind of laying. You assume she's sleeping as uh, Lucille is sitting on uh, Jesse and uh, leading the wagon uh, down the path. Hmm. Yeah, this, and I would have to agree with him. You are really nice. Even though I'm opening up to you, just knowing you a couple of days ago, you's. You're also warning me not to be that way, but being honest with your opinions, I appreciate it. Thank you. But I have to ask if you're just taking a break from if you and Corey are just needing time apart, then what made you go away from your friends, too? I felt like I couldn't rely on myself, and 
they couldn't rely on me. You Every... see kind of uh, Ori's expression soften more like a concerned, almost kind of a motherly kind of expression. I'm sorry. Fault. I learned with the goblins that I can, in fact, rely on myself, but I don't know if they can rely on me. Maybe... Maybe you need to rely on yourself more before you can start thinking about that. Maybe. Thanks again for talking to me about this. Yeah. Not a problem. Didn't yes. realize how much I needed it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think therapy is quite fixed quite yet under the bounty folk, but I know all of us could use it. Mm-hmm. By the way, you... You didn't see what I did to that creature before we left, yeah? Anchor looks back at Lita and then at Lucille, then leans in and says, I saw, but I didn't understand. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Ori, uh, upon you saying that you don't, that she doesn't have to tell you, she... At first, she's tense when you lean in the whisper, but then she gives a really faint um, sigh of relief. Okay, let's just leave it at that for now. Hmm. I believe that you shouldn't come forward at your own comfort. <laughs> that uh, might be a while. Hmm. I'm willing to wait. Because it would feel more better if you do it on your own terms and someone tried to pry at you. Ori smiles. Thank you. Uh, before she kind of peeks over trying to get a glimpse of what roughly what time it is uh, through uh, peaks of like the canopy of trees as the wagon keeps moving. Uh, from the looks of it, it's getting close to dusk, but one of us could keep manning the wagon as others sleep. It would be a little cramped in the wagon if we do that, though, but who mm. knows? <laughs> yes, and who knows how long Jesse can go without feeling tired. That's true. We should probably take a break at some point. At least set up camp so that Jesse can eat some grass. Or a pear. Or that too. And Anchor said that loudly, so hopefully Jesse can hear. <laughs> um. Actually, you do see uh, Jesse's, well, one of Jesse's ears kind of flick, but 
Jesse is still kind of focusing on like keeping straight. <laughs> that, that horse is precious. Mm hmm. So. Well, you first. So, when we set up camp, are you feeling hungry? I mean. <laughs> Did my mic pick that up? Your mic did pick that up. Anchor is yes. just looking down at Ori's stomach, and then uh, I bet hers more. I bet her face just was the biggest smile on his face. Ori kind of tries to like look away, but you definitely see, uh, like red on her face. Let's. Let's just set up camp, and she heads over to the side of the wagon where uh, where the opening is to talk to Lucille. And it takes about 10-ish minutes uh, before there's a large enough patch of just kind of open grass with a pretty decent view of the, of the sky, too, not the canopy has a nice break for everyone to start uh, setting up camp. Are you planning to make food? I am planning to make food. Well, what'd you roll, mister? I didn't roll anything yet because you didn't instruct me to roll yet. Well, I figured because you <laughs> like to cook, that you would have made something already. Right. You're allowed to interject and go, hey, I'm a roll for this. All right. Alright. Roll performance, yeah? Yes, performance is for your food. Alright. I rolled a... 16. <sighs> okay. 16. Uh, you... You... You make some pretty decent food. It's not... It's not, like, super crazy, but it's still edible. It has a decent bit of spice. It's not, it's not like mess hall food. It's not super low in, like, flavor or anything. You're, like, you made some good stuff. Pretty decent stuff. Just so when Anchor is about to dish out stuff, Anchor just goes, Rap! I forgot to ask if you have allergies. <laughs> Ori, Lucille, and Lita kind of look at you for a moment. Uh, Lucille uh, piping in. No, I think we're all pretty alright. Unless you use something like very... I don't even know how, how to describe it. As long as you don't use anything that would be considered otherworldly in a more metaphorical sense, I think we'll be fine. Alright. Eh. And then uh, Lita immediately kind of flies up to to your ear and goes, Besides, I can I can take you on spice any day. Yes you can. <laughs> and Anchor is also getting out a pair for her Jesse. Here you go, as promised. 
Why am I yawning so much? <laughs> Jesse looks at you uh, for a moment, kind of leaning down to uh, take the pear before just chomping it out of your hand. <laughs> Does that taste good? And Edgar just uh, gives Jesse a few pats before returning to the others. Jesse is concentrating too much on the crunch of the pear. <laughs> wow. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> ah. Okay. Lucille uh, kind of looks at you for a moment as everyone is uh, eating their food. Lita is now using one of her charges to be in more like human size so that she can eat a human-sized portion of food. <laughs> That's fine. That's her last charge, and we're about to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> and Anchor is just looking up at the sky. Uh, what's the condition of the sky? Is it clear, or are there some clouds out? Uh, there are a few clouds out, but there really aren't too many. It, it's still mostly clear. I know where you have a destination set and we have a clear path, but seeing the tree, trees and the foliage up at the sky, along with the clouds, just feels like we're roaming around in them. And Anchor just looks back at the party and snaps his finger. I got it. Uh, Lucille, Lita, and Ori kind of look at you for a moment. Oh, you mean the compass? The the ring compass thing? What? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I know what we're going to call ourselves. Oh? Oh, at, at which point Lita kind of pops up. Oh, that's right, you were supposed to name us. What you got? Cloud Roamers. Ooh. <laughs> you see kind of a... Uh, a smirk uh, come over Lucille's. And what made you think of that? Just felt it's like pretty we charming. Were, just felt like we were roaming amongst the clouds. Huh. Trying to find our dream themes. Well, I'm trying to find mine. At least. Hmm. I mean, that's certainly one way you can think of it. It's How same do you... How do you think of it? Lucille uh, kind of ponders for a bit. I'd say... I'd say more than it works. Huh. I mean, the three of us have been a little aimless in our own way as well, so... I'd say you beat us in our creativity. Uh-huh, that's two names I've came up with. I'm, I may be smarter than I give myself credit for. Lita and uh, smirks and... You know what? Um, roll me... Uh, yeah, roll me acrobatics. What? Roll me acrobatics. Oh no. 
That's a two. You immediately feel Lita. You, you, for a split second, you forgot that Lita was in a human size. As now you suddenly feel yourself hoisted and pulled. Your food nearly thrown out of your lap as you were pulled into someone's, uh, into someone's grasp. Whole, like held in a headlock and noogied relentlessly. <laughs> what the? Oh. Oh. Are we under attack? Oh. <laughs> Lita continues to nuggie you. See, you're doing so good already. Ah. <laughs> She let she lets go of you, and your hair is all over the place. Edgar tries to fix his hair, and it's just like, I forgot you were our size. Lena gives you like two like purposefully hard pats on the top of your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Ori, do you approve of the name? Ori uh, looks at you uh, for a moment. Like she is, she is, she has already like been going crazy on her food. You haven't heard it, but looking at her, her plate is nearly wiped clean. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the the party name, Cloud Roamers. Hmm? How do you feel about it? Well. She takes a moment to like swallow what foods in her mouth. Yeah, I, I think it works great. I don't really know how to critique names or anything. I just want to it's get everyone. Like... I just want to get everyone's approval. On to more important business. Do you want seconds? Uh. At, at which point, like, one of her uh, hands uh, comes up, uh, still gloved. Uh, yes, please. As she's, like, a little embarrassed, kind of covering her mouth. All right. Anchor is curious about the gloves, but he promised that he wouldn't pry. <laughs> you give her seconds. Uh, Lucille and Lita... Uh, take seconds as well and all all of you can uh, take the rest of the night to get to know each other a little more and before long the the sky turns to the nice bright orange and magenta and purple seeping into the midnight blue of nighttime Who's going to be first watch? Hmm. Do you want to be, or do you, or are you wanting to uh, pull lots with uh, the rest of the team? Uh, I mean, I'm willing to be, but I'm wondering if anyone wants to volunteer first, because Anchor is just slowly raising his hand. Lucille uh, smiles for him. Uh, for a moment, holding back a chuckle. 
you know what, Anchor? You can do first watch. I'll do second watch. That should be enough time for all of us to get a decent amount of sleep. Besides, I don't need as much sleep anyway. I suppose that's right. Angus doesn't really need that much sleep. And then Anchor looks down kind of sadly. Angus, he must hate me now. Ori looks at you uh, for a moment. Another friend of yours? Yeah, one that I recently met in the party. He, he's really cute, but when I left, he seemed angry at me. Lita uh, looks at you for a moment. Oh, wait, is that the blonde boy? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Purple eyes. Absolutely gorgeous smile. Sounds like you have a thing for him. Uh, I don't... Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on with you and the others at Postal Karma, but if... If anyone in the party really knows and wants to understand you, I really don't think they'll be mad at you. I mean, if they are mad at you, it won't be for long. Just give them time. Alright. I'll try. I mean, come on. When I was with you guys, when I was hanging out with you guys when you first came to the Bounty Folk, I know I drove you guys crazy and I probably got some people mad at me, but... Look how long that lasted. Yeah, it only uh, lasted for like, what, a night? Tops? <laughs> Especially for poor Angus. Was it him or someone else who I really screwed up with the spice? It was Yorga. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We don't really like each other that much anyway. Yet. Like each other much. Yet. I was about to say, and you see her, like, with a, with a doting hand, her finger kind of extended out. I did say to her that I don't like her, and I don't think she likes me, but I'm hoping to change that. Well, better get to that change then. Alright. <laughs> we just gotta go over to Poorwater Hut and do whatever we need to there. And, I don't know, maybe you, if you really feel confident, you can go back to Postal Karma and figure things out with them. Yeah. I mean, come on, don't think it's going to hurt us that much. We've always been a trio. But I'm hoping to run into you again at some point. Oh, definitely. With all of us in the Bounty Folk, of course we're going to run into each other. Yeah, yeah you all are a fun bunch. At which point, uh, let's see, he'll uh, give a soft chuckle. Ah, we try to be. Anyways, I have first watch if you all want to sleep. Sounds alright. I don't do too much of actual resting, but 
I'll do what I can. All right. Well, you, if you're going to do first watch then, as it starts to get darker, um, I assume, well, there's plenty of torches in your guys' inventory as well, so I assume... Yeah, and I have dark vision. For of, yeah, for the sake of simplicity, at least, like, a few torches, or probably also the the fire pit that you made for food are still alight. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you roll me perception? Alright. 18. Okay. You look around, uh, keeping watch around the, the around the camp. Um, there does not appear to be anything coming towards the camp. However, you do hear something from inside one of the tents. I go to investigate. Oh, that is not the right music that I wanted. That's a little... What? That's a little too... <laughs> that, no... That is also way too fierce. <laughs> Jack Nebbit. I'll do this one. Anyway, you hear something from the inside uh, one of the tents. Which you one? You said you're going inside. Oh. <laughs> um, good question. <laughs> well, so I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to who was going where. I was just focusing on keeping them safe. Hmm. Alright, so I go inside the tent to investigate. Okay. Uh, first thing that that you see, and I'm going to switch the music momentarily, because daggum flipping. <laughs> Barley, I should have listened to these songs more. Uh... You go into one of the tents and you see that, well, Lita is back to her normal size. So that you see like a faint light uh, where she is kind of curled at her little, at her little nook as you hear the very faint high pitched snoring coming from her. Uh, whereas you see a figure kind of shrouded in a blanket, cloak, whatever. They're at the very far end of the the of the tent. And you hear a very frantic uh breathing. Lita? And come over here. Here, and I'm slowly approaching the figure. Lita, in her very groggy uh, state, very still, not fully awake, is like, "What? What's going on, Anchor? Why are you?" <laughs> There's something there. A cloaked figure. Huh? 
No, that's Ori. She's fine. Ori? You... No response. You just hear frantic breathing. I, I approach the figure and put a hand... Reach a hand towards the shoulder of it. Um... Roll me. What am I going to make you roll? I need you to roll acrobatics again. Fuck. Okay. Eighteen. Well, damn. <laughs> By one point. <laughs> By one point, you go to try to touch uh, what you assume is the figure shoulder uh, under the cloak, but very quickly, um, you feel a near like supernatural amount of force as a hand like pushes right at your sternum, forcing you uh, away, like forcing you onto your back. The uh, the the blanket flies off of uh, the figure. Um, you see. Ori, it's like struck like in a very like she's very tense. Um, her hand is still out, um, ungloved, as you see um, black uh, from her fingertips, kind of stripping um, and kind of gradiating uh, down uh, the gradation, kind of ending at her. Um, at her elbow as her eyes on a normal like maroon now kind of have a really eerie ruby sort of glow what are you doing I I heard a noise and got worried are you okay anything I can do to help get out All right, all right. Again, don't have to tell me. Just if I can help, let me know. And I, with that, I leave. Leave. Getting out of the tent. Uh, <laughs> I assume you're taking the groggy Lita with you. <laughs> yes. You kind of. And how are you holding Lita, by the way? I... Is she small enough to fit in my palm? Oh, definitely. She's tiny. Yeah, I am letting her lay in my palm as I'm taking her outside. As soon as you, like, flip out of the tent, um, Lita goes, So what was that? Something that she's not willing to talk about, I assume. Huh? Oh, yeah. Um, Ori deals with cravings sometimes, and just, just gotta let her run her course. Oh. Is she a vampire? Uh, I don't know. She doesn't say that, she just says that she has cravings. I mean, if she's a vampire, I can prepare some blood dishes. 
Um, I don't think it's that kind of cravings. You're thinking too much into legend, man. Probably. Well, I guess I'm up. Sorry to wake you for that. No, you're you're okay. I've I've Lucille and I have dealt with this before. Like I said, Ori just tells us to let her run her course. Alright. Honestly, just hope that I can help in some way. Or anyone for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean... As long as we all get some decent sleep, I think we'll just be fine. Normally she just needs to... Get some rest or the rest of us sleep and we'll be fine. I'm just... Uh, I don't know. Whenever she has cravings like this on like during the night, the day after... Uh, I feel even more tired. So what you're saying is, shut up, Anchor, and let me get some sleep. <laughs> yeah... <laughs> all right, all right. Where do you want me to set you down? Uh, put me on Lucille's head. I want to fuck with him. <laughs> uh, fine, fine. And he does <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. You. Okay, you you do that. Um. What are you doing for the rest of your watch? Well, I am... I'm going to keep looking around outside, but I'm also going to look at Ori's tent and make sh in case she decides to poke her head out for any reason. Okay. Roll me perception, then. All right. Uh, 18, again. Dang, okay. Um, everything is going pretty decent outside. Um, occasional rustling of animals and whatnot, going through brush. Um, still kind of frantic uh, breathing every now and then in Ori's tent. Let Eventually it gets more to the point of you it more akin of like a very forced quiet hyperventilation but eventually uh ironically towards the end of your of your time to watch um it seems to calm down um after a little bit uh lucille uh comes out of his of his tent Lita perfectly perched atop his head looks at you I assume yes. that you are responsible for this pointing at Lita on his head who is just out it was Lita's idea I'm just an accomplice mm-hmm 
I see. I mean, I am, just as, I am just as guilty as her, but yeah. And why is she not with her sleeping buddy? Well, because I heard a sound in Ori's tent and had gotten worried and think saw more than I should have. Oh. You I'm, mean the cravings? Yeah, I'm not going to ask about it because that's for her to decide what she wants to tell me. We don't know a whole lot either, but it's not something that we should pry on either. It's been going on for really as long as for as long as we've known her. But I think and you see him trying to hold back uh, a yawn. It's all right. Just give her, give her her time. All right. So are you sure you're up for this? Oh, oh, I've dealt with worse. Believe me, I've had to do watches while I've had a bullet at my at my side. Oh. What? Yeah, the wonders. Anyways, I'm going to get some rest. Hopefully be recovered by high morning. Uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. It's probably just because I meditated for a little too long, so my body was a little too used to that sort of feeling as opposed to actually being part of the land of the living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the equivalent of being out like a light. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, Lita's I... always been a deep sleeper. I was surprised I was able to put Lita on your head. <laughs> I have my moments. Anyway, go lay down. Alright, alright. I do so. And... And... <clears throat> In Lucille's tent to give Ori some space. Okay. Uh, alrighty then. Do I take? Hmm? Do I take a short or long rest? Um, I would say this is going to be long rest because uh, Lucia would eventually uh, doze off and wake up Lita to take watch at one point. So yeah, you are going to have long rest. Everyone shall have long rest. But um, while that is being done, I would like you to roll me. Um, do I want it this one? Because I've regularly had this one be used for um, things related to your memories. Or things related to dreams. Um, you know what? Um, for now, yeah, we'll keep with uh, Constitution. Give me a Constitution check. All right. Nineteen. Woo wee! Okay. Um, you. You fall asleep, like, a lot 
quicker and deeper than you really had had expected or really that you remember um and the dream that you had um or at least you assume that you would have because you know yourself to be a pretty avid dreamer um you don't remember the dream when you wake up at all it literally just feels like trying to think back on the moment when you wake up it's like you fell asleep and then you just woke up there was nothing that you can remember that happened in between oh. and it feels uncanny okay that's weird it's getting worse anchor looks distraught As you begin to uh, come to, with that little bit of reality coming in, um, Lucille uh, kind of gives a gentle knock to the perch for the tent. Anchor, did you sleep okay? Yeah, a little too well. That happens sometimes. Yeah, you might be you might be around too good of company. Possibly, but. That wouldn't explain one problem that I'm starting to have. Well, why don't you talk about it while we have food? Alright. And Anchor exits the tent. Is it raining? Uh, Actually, I will say, you know what? In-game, yeah, there is a light drizzle going on. In that case, Anchor is hit in the nose with a big drop. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Big drop from his tent. <laughs> well, not his tent, it's more Lucille's tent. Well, I mean, each tent is a two-person tent. That's true. And... Harry's <laughs> just looking around like, is breakfast already prepared, or do I get to make it? Uh, I mean, we normally have our own small bits of jerky and the sort, but if you're wanting to make something, that's up to you. At which point, uh, you notice that there is someone missing. Uh-oh. I look in... There's Lucille and Lita, but... Oh, not missing missing as in, like, gone from the camp, but at least not, not outside of their tent. Uh, I lean in with my right ear close to the Ori's tent, but then back off. Did she leave? Lita looks at you, uh, as you also notice that she's kind of, she's kind of sprawling herself on Lucille's shoulder. No, she just had a rough night. Alright, I'll give her some time. Yeah, she normally needs a little bit, a few more hours of sleep than the rest of us, especially when she has her cravings. Just give her a bit. Save uh, her a plate. I plan to. I haven't had Please. someone like my cooking that much, much before. Like, I think I'm good, but not that good yet. Lucille uh, 
you see Lucille uh, bite his little lip for a moment. Yeah, she normally doesn't eat all too much, honestly. Hmm. Anchor kind of smiles. I'll take that as a compliment. Anyway, you said that you slept a little too well last night. Yeah, I also... I'm usually able to remember my dreams, but... I can't remember this dream at all, and it's also happened recently when I was in the Goblin Village. I remember dreaming of Kree and a big tree, but that's it. I mean, we all have our moments of not being able to remember our dreams all too well. So, I don't know. I... I can't really say what your mind or is or isn't, but at least for me, I take the moment, I take the dreams that I can remember and just acknowledge that they exist. Dreams are just dreams. Hmm. Eh, I mean, if this becomes worse, nah, I think I'll keep that to myself. Lita kind of looks at you for a moment. Uh, don't you have a friend of yours or a family or something that does, like, dream stuff? Uh, no. And I got a real deception. <laughs> Go on and roll deception. That's a 21. Damn! <laughs> okay, and now I have to roll insight for Lita to see if she can... Nope! That's a 16 for her. What's Tyrion? Is he gonna look into it? Did, did you just call Lucille Tyrion? Sorry. <laughs> Wrong campaign! My brain's all over the place. Your brain is all over the place, man. Um, nope, Lucille doesn't notice either. Alright! Yorga's Nina. secret stays safe with Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could have also thought of, oh, I don't know, your aunt! Well, and... She's not in the dreams, but she is in the fate. You know, I could say, well... Well, my aunt is an oracle of sorts. It is an oracle. Oh, that's gonna be cool. But no one into dreams. Huh. Aren't they kind of interconnected, though? Yeah. Lucille kind of chuckles for a moment. They are and they aren't. Depends on how superstitious you want to be. I'm kind of hoping it's nothing, but it's also kind of an excuse to see my aunt again. And where's your aunt? Uh, with, with the with the tribe right now. They're currently moving, and I don't know where, but uh, I respect their secrecy. Well, why don't you go find them at some point? You know what? I might do that. 
I mean, you at least know they're still alive. Right? Oh, yeah. Last time I checked their banner, it's still waving. Oh, yeah. The banners. I keep forgetting about the banners. Those are a massive, massive culture shock for me. Also kind of sad, too, because I'm kind of the only one who's who has a banner for my family. Hmm. What is your family like? Oh! <laughs> I mean, my... Uh, uh, that's a loaded question. I mean, um, my... My dad, Belladonis, he is, he's a character, uh, um, a little, little bit of a hermit, um, has a few screws loose because something happened to him when he and mom were immigrating, uh, from the Feywild, and he doesn't really like to talk about it, which I understand, but yeah, um, uh, my, my mom, though, um, excuse me, um, my mom, um, uh-oh, oh, that was just Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom, Lavi, uh, she's an absolute sweetheart, she loves to cook, you would probably like her. Um, loves to cook, loves to garden, um, likes to do a lot of really just house stuff. Um, um, my, my sister, Stacey Femia, and, uh, her, uh, her twin, uh, Tulu, they, they are just two pieces in a pod. They like to wreck shit. I'd probably influence them a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't get into, like, serious, serious trouble. But, um... Quite frankly, spicy also, situations. Yeah, but I mean, like, Stacy and Taylor are also pretty young. Um, we try and keep the two of them kind of... Kind of out of, uh out of the public eye, because I already kind of give family a little bit of a nifty reputation. Hmm. Are you wanting to talk about that, or not? Not right now. How about we just focus on food? Fair enough. So are you planning to make food? I am. Well then, roll me performance! Absolutely, I will! Uh, that's a 14. 14? Okay, another, another decent a meal. It's like nothing to like, nothing to write home about. It's nothing about. to go like crazy, but it's, it's edible. There's a decent bit of flavor in it. Like, it, it's all fine. It beats jerky. Yes, definitely beats jerky. So, with that, um, having your food, um, it, you continue talking with Lita and Lucille for about an hour or so, getting to know them a little bit more. 
Um, Lucille also opens up uh, a little bit, reminding you how he mentioned to... Reminding you a little bit of his perspective when he sparred with Siobhan back when you guys first came to the Bounty Folk, mentioning how uh, he and quite a few other folks at, um, at the Bounty Folk tend to have a similar narrative of coming to the guild uh, due to being wronged by the government in some way. Uh, Lucille tells you that he uh, came from uh, another large uh, city in the Mitzker monarchy that has a very much this, a similar reputation as Malik Bonisho, but just nearly not as big, especially since Malik Bonisho is where the monarchy actually resides. But Lucille does kind of open up talking about how um, he's lucky to not be on the run per se, but he's still done some things that in the eyes of the Mitzker monarchy and their justice system are not really seen as all that great. He's been forced to serve time for crimes he did and did not commit, and unfortunately, due to those being on his record, his opportunities to try and live a decent life when he was able to get out were slim to none. I feel him there. I'm on the run, but I'm also not able to live a decent life back at home. Well, not home anymore. Yeah, I'm talking about what's home and not home is hard to hard to change when you've been when you've been stuck in the narratives for so long. Yes, but I can definitely say that in a way the bounty ho- the bounty folk is my new home now. I wouldn't have it any other way. I know I can trust the bounty folk, but I don't know if I can call it home just yet. Understandable. You're very new. It's going to take some time, and plus, the bounty folk has a lot of plans, and just a lot of things in general that some of us, rightfully so, may be wary about. For some of us, it may be a lot longer if Never before we feel comfortable trusting. I know that's the same for Ori. I, I do know that they, they care about the people that are with them, more than the Malik Bonajou guard. <laughs> oh, definitely. Lord and Lady Omeric have been planning for an altercation with the Mitzker monarchy. At least them, since they are the most powerful of the three kingdoms for as long as I can remember. And I've been in the Bounty Folk for a, for quite a few years. Hmm. Lucio kind of looks at you uh, for a moment. How old did you think I am, Anchor? 
Hmm. Maybe in your hundred? I am not sure about elf age that much. <laughs> he, uh, he chuckles. I mean, I'm a half-elf, but thank you for the compliment. Excuse me. And I'm more in my 70s. I still have quite a while. I'm not that old quite yet. I can still... I still have probably a century in me. Anchor kind of chuckles to himself. Anyway, I'm going to check up on Ori, and if Ori feels well enough, we can probably make our way to Port Water Hut. It'll probably only be about... And he looks up to the sky. Judging from what I remember from what we were told, it'll probably be another six hours before we get there. But that'll be rather quick. Alright. You see, uh... The, at which point, uh, Lita kind of hovers off of Lucille's uh, shoulder and goes over to yours, like, standing up, uh, confident. When Lucille makes his way over to Ori's tent and even steps inside, uh, Lita then just suddenly at your ear. So do you think they're fucking? No. Oh, you don't know them. You do not know them at all. Obviously, I only joined a, two day, a couple of days ago. <laughs> nah, sorry. I'm just... I'm not good with silence. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <sighs> so how are you holding up? Oh, me? I'm doing fine. I got a pretty good amount of rest last night, actually. Okay, good, because I was about to say, if you don't feel well, you're welcome to rest in my hair. <laughs> no, that that kind of fate is usually reserved, reserved for Lucille. Fair. He looks like he has really fluffy hair. <laughs> and, uh, and... No, go on. I would say, don't mention this too, but... I really have no control over your mischief, so <laughs> I'm just going to say this and let it go with the wind. I've been tempted to pet it a few times. Wait, tempted to what? Tempted to pet it a few times. <laughs> At which point uh, you see Lucille uh, come out of the uh, come out of the tent and you see Ori uh, step out as well. Um, and you know what? I'm going to insist that you roll perception. I, okay, I'm gonna put... Why insist this time? You'll see if you roll well enough. Right, perception? Yes. Eighteen. Okay. Um, I'm using a lucky die this time. <laughs> obviously, uh, when you uh, when Lucille uh, com uh, comes out of the tent, you uh, you hear uh, him kind of whisper into the tent, 
Um, but if if you really think that it's okay, we can get going. And you hear a soft kind of uh, reassurance uh, from who you assume to be Ori uh, inside before uh, when Lucille gives her room, Ori steps out of the tent. A little groggy, a little a little tense still as well, a little anxious, but doing a lot better than last night. Anchor smiles at the fact that she's doing a lot better and picks up a plate that has food on it and pulls it out to her, not saying a word. Ori looks at you uh, for a moment, um, giving a a soft, like, really timid smile as she grabs the plate, which you immediately see her gloves are back on. That's fine. I've seen it before, but I'm not going to comment on it. That's for her to open up about. Uh, She smiles. Thank you. Um, Our... You okay? Huh? I'm alright. I'm just worried about you. Me? Uh, yeah. Last night, I'm sorry about that. I get pretty bad with my cravings, as I know everyone else keeps calling them. Well, the my words still stand. If you you need anything from me, let me know, but I'm not going to pry like the others. Others don't either. I was about to say, Lucille and Lita don't really pry a whole lot, but thank you. And sorry, I didn't mean to scare you last night. It's fine. You, you were in a panic and I was about to touch you without consent. I mean, it's more that I was worried that... Never mind. Well, whatever it is, your worries are justified. Anyway, um, I'm going to eat this. Um, we can keep talking, just not about that. And we can... Go go to Port Water Hut. Alright. So I'll just say for the sake of timing, another hour, hour and a half goes by, and now it's about we'll say uh ten in the morning. You guys woke up uh pretty early ish, like seven thirty. Um so after attending to Jessie, giving her a pear and whatever food and drink that she needs, um, all of you get all of your armor and whatnot on and begin to make your way to Port Water Hut once again. So, if you would like, uh, roll me a perception. Uh, Actually, no. Before I get too far, do you or Lucille want to um, uh, want to uh, 
rein in uh, Jesse for the wagon. I mean, you mentioned that Lucille was had taken the reins last time, right? Yes. So, Alfred asks Lucille if he wants to take the reins, and if not, I'll take them. But I do kind of want to take them. <laughs> Lucille uh, s- smiles for a moment. I appreciate the offer. I, I'm normally the one that has better odds with, with animals and the sort. So, it'll be nice to take a break for a day, if that's all right with you. It would be my pleasure. Then have at it. I'll keep Ori and Lita company inside. All right. And should, All right. should I roll animal handling? Yes, please. All right. Uh, 15. 15? Okay. Um, yeah. Jesse doesn't really give you a whole lot of fuss. Um, it's not... Kind of just a typical day. Jesse's not really enthusiastic or like perturbed or anything. Just listens. And you all make your way over to Port Waterhut, which obviously is going to take some time. Uh, roll me uh, perception, and I will roll perception for the others as well. Oh, there goes my die. Right outside the day. <laughs> Just to say, I don't want to be here no more. Uh, 12. Okay. Um, yeah, all of you didn't roll that well. Fuck. <laughs> um... All of you, like, make your way through the... Uh, words, suddenly. I'm too Why? focused on Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you're a little too focused on on Jesse to, like, too focused on what's around you. And... Though, you're, you're kind of lucky. Uh, you hear a lot of, like typical like the sounds of brush and animals that are inside um thankfully it doesn't seem like there's much of anything out to get you quite yet Roman perception again oh my gosh uh, all right this time it's a 15 okay and I will roll for the others. It's a bit better than last time. Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> someone that 20? I'm, I'm not fucking telling you. I'm going to narrate this. I'm going to narrate this while I uh, find what I want. So, during, like, as you uh, continue to make your way through the 
uh, through the forest. Um, you you don't really notice too much. Uh, however, you do hear uh, a bit of a a, a very concerned. Uh, You, you can't really make out what is said, but you definitely hear uh, the others inside the wagon uh, quickly get into uh, position, looking uh, at the back and left and right of the wagon as you were kind of at the front. Last turn. Anchor says this to the back. That Lucille uh, uh, kind of mutters. Yes, now. Alright, Anchors urges Jesse to move faster. At which point, um, roll me animal handling with this. Alright. Nat 20! <laughs> At which point, <laughs> um, at which point, uh, you. Um, words suddenly. What the hell? You get her to like you work with her, and now she goes in a gallop, and you like in the far, like well behind uh, you guys. You hear a very familiar screeching shout, yell, whatever of what sounds very similar to the creature that you fought last night. Not again. But given the fact that um, Jesse is now in a gallop and you all... <laughs> may I add, and may I just say straight up, with three natural 20s on perception from three, your party. Three natural 20s. Three natural 20s. I cannot flip and make this up. You guys have managed to just speed away from this asshole. And you have completely just gotten out of any possibility of an encounter. Mm. Alright, so when we slow down, and if we get out of that forest, I'm going to turn to the party and go, Okay, so we're finding a different route. Um, <laughs> Lucille uh, lets out a really, like, deep breath. I uh, think this is probably the best route. But thankfully, we are out of the denser woods. We just have to make our way make our way over to the over to Poor Water Hut which will be a while but as it won't be too much of an issue. Alright. Oi, that's this is Steve. This bridge is not looking good. I'm guessing one of us is. Some of us are gonna have to get out and walk. <laughs> Thank you for uh, mentioning this. Yeah, as you come out of the the come out of the mouth of the woods, um, 
letting everyone kind of take their time to calm down from the sound of what could have been probably not fun. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are indeed uh, standing in front of a bit of a rickety bridge. Hmm. I'm thinking one of us rides in the wagon to keep Jesse company, and the rest of us walk it one at a time. Lita kind of looks at, at you for a moment. And just who would be doing what? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm willing to stay with Jesse, but, but I'm willing to stay with Jesse, but I am kind of a big boy. I mean, no, don't say it. Bad joke. Bad joke, Lena. Bad joke. Yes, I'm big in that too. I mean, I wasn't actually... I, you know what? I'll, I'll ask questions later. <laughs> yes. But, um, uh... Yeah, um, so... Ori, Lucille, do either of you want to go with Jesse? At which point Ori kind of tentatively, like, raises her, her hand. Yeah, I'll... I'll go for it. All right. Thank you, Ori. Sure. Um, do you want... Wait, did you say that you wanted me and Jesse first, or did you guys want to go first? Hmm. I really didn't say. Do you have a preference? I mean, the wagon isn't too heavy, but at the same time it is heavier than a person. So it might be better for you, Lucille, and Lita to go forward and then we go last? I, right. I don't know. I don't know how All to right. plan things very well. Alright. Sounds good to you, Lucille? Lucille uh, ponders for a moment. Well, it's relatively sound, but my problem is if... If the bridge is strong enough to hold a person, but not strong enough to hold a wagon, then someone, namely Jesse and Ori, are still going to be in danger if it collapses underneath them while they're trying to get to the other side. Oh, yes, that's true. Ori uh, ponders uh, for a moment, kind of rummaging through um, her kind of... Here's an... You kind of see her finger kind of going up and down as she kind of looks up, uh, looks to kind of the corner of her eye, obviously trying to, like, remember something here's an idea we could take our stuff out of there and lighten the weight 
I mean that. Lori <coughs> kind of punt speaks out loud. That could work, but I don't think it'll work as much as you think. Mm. Worth a shot, but uh, um, you're right. I got it. And you, uh, Ori, stepping out of the wagon for a moment, uh, you see suddenly um, a bout of specks of the specks and glimmers of magic uh, come out of uh, come out of her hands as she kind of mutters something under her breath uh, before. Um, you see Jesse and the wagon be shrunk. <laughs> oh, your baby again. <laughs> that, that, at which point, um, Ori kind of pipe, pipes up going, this won't help, but this will help a little bit, but we might still have a little bit of a problem later. So let's just be aware. We'll have to walk most of the way. Yeah, but at least the problem of weight is lighter. That's true. What the hell was that? That was my father grabbing a foster puppy that was assaulting me as I was here. <laughs> I would like you uh, to... I should have thought this further. <coughs> <laughs> rolling for... Rolling to... I should have thought this further. Dagnabbit. Rolling to Dagnabbit. <laughs> I swear, if you roll a nat 20 for one of these stupid things that you pull up, I will make you pay. I, I'm not actually rolling, I'm just joking with you. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, I would like you to roll me acrobatics as you are walking across this very rickety bridge. Oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Just what I wanted to do. <laughs> That's a ten. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> um... You don't really have a lot of time to get across the bridge all too much. You get about halfway before uh, you hear the cracking of wood. Hey, everybody move now. Let's get moving. Uh, before suddenly you hear a plank just break in half and Jesse neighs in a panic. Oh jeez, I am going for Jesse. Uh you go over that you try and make your way uh, towards Jesse. 
But um, another plank that you step on, like, especially, like, really hard, uh, cracks under uh, under your weight. Shit. I uh, Ori, Lita, and Lucille uh, kind of look around in, in a panic. Oh, this is not good. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Ori, like, frantically goes, Okay! Okay! Everyone! Don't panic! Don't panic! Uh, Lita, you're tiny. You're okay. Um, Anchor! And she, uh, she casts another spell, and you go, you get smaller. Uh, oh, wait, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> Just, just trust me. And she, you, and she does the same on Lucille. Okay. Uh, you two, grab Jesse. I'll help you get over the, uh, the larger, uh, kind of spots where there's no plank. Uh, and we'll get over. Uh, trust me. Uh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Let, let's just do this. Alright. Alright. Uh, you roll me animal handling, and for the sake of timing, I'll give you advantage and say that Lucille's helping you. Sweet! Alright. Uh, animal handling. Uh... Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. Um, I'll say that you managed to, like, grab uh, Jessie's reins and help her calm down just before she's about to stomp on a stomp on a plank. And she was... You can tell that she was near close to stomping on it hard enough that she probably would have broken it. Oh... It's okay, Jim. See, I'm here. I'm here. Huh? Okay, uh, let's get across. Um, okay, that's done. Uh, um, so, you two, follow me. I'll try and cover any spots that have, uh, have uh, water and yeah uh, come with me <laughs> and I, would right. like, I would like you to roll me um, athletics alright to try and keep uh, like keep uh, Jesse calm while trying to like pull her along while while uh, Ori uh, kind of tries to close the gaps. It's an 18. It's an 18? Okay. For the sake of timing, I will say that all of you get over relatively safely. There's still a few... Like, there's one point of panic where um 
another plank does break underneath Ori this time, because now Ori's kind of the biggest person. But when all of you manage to get across, immediately uh, Lita uh, goes over to uh, to help uh, Jesse a little bit, well, tries to, as she kind of hops on Jesse's nose and tries to scritch near her face to try and calm her down, but because Lita is treating Jesse more like a dog than, a, than an actual horse, <laughs> Jesse is very close to panic, but Ori oh. quickly goes over to, uh, to calm Jesse down. And she un undoes her spells on Jesse, you, and Lucille, and the wagon, and all of you are back to normal size. <sighs> oh, 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 what a rush. And I look at my hands and then look around. Oh, I wanted to see if I could sit on your shoulder. Ah. Uh... I think we can worry about that another time. Uh, can we keep going? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for that, Ori. So, yeah, uh, just can't do that too often, so let's not have another bridge. So how about finding a different route? <laughs> Next time. Uh, again, I think this is probably the best route that we have. It's the least, the least possibilities for dealing with individuals that we might not want to be around. There are supposedly a few, a few thieves guilds that don't really take kindly to the bounty folk. So it's best to keep out of their hair. Good point. Have you heard about the well I actually don't No, dumb question. Dumb question. Alright. Believe me, it's I take for granted what I've been learning how to bounty folk. It's wonderful to have a place that doesn't hinder your capability to learn about the world around you. Anyway, how about we keep going? Yeah. So, roll me perception again as all of you begin to continue your way to as a bounty, not the bounty from Port Waterhut. Yeah. Fourteen. Okay. Um pretty pretty uneventful. Um it almost feels too quiet uh, as you uh, tread along to to Port Water Hut with the with the path that Lucille tells you. But I'm after my... like a hmm? I'm keeping my hand on my... on the hilt of my blade. 
But I will say after uh, quite a few more hours of being out on the road, um, you do eventually see a rather large um, area um, with like early evening, um, well, more like mid-evening lights from houses and other buildings and you the closer that you get the more you hear just the bustling of people and just it's an array of sounds as you see uh, towards the back of this place ships and boats of various sizes as the world welcomes you to Port Waterhut. So there's a sign that says Port Waterhut. No, there's not a sign. It's just... (laughs) You're pretty certain that this is what this is the place that you're looking for. Okay. Oh, made it. So, what are you going to do here? First things first, look for an inn. Okay. Uh, roll me investigation then. Alright. Uh, where's investigation? Alright, that's a plus one. 16. Okay. Um,. From, you're able to find um, uh, a, a just a kind of random person asking them like, hey, where's the nearest inn? And they kind of raise a brow at you for a moment. You're really new here, aren't you? Very. Like, ah, just, well, just walked in new. Yeah, well, uh, welcome to Portwater Hut. Um, yeah, this place tends to be a bit of a melting pot for a whole bunch of people. Uh, but uh, I think the only good tavern, or good inn, in tavern is kind of a combination of both. But your best one is probably going to have to be uh, the... It's going to have to be the Budding Union. It's going to be on the... the Sort of smaller island towards the back of the towards. No, uh, I cannot talk. I've had a little too much to drink today. What did you say your name was? Uh, my name is is Anchor. Anchor. Okay. Well, how about you hoist yourself over to the budding union? It's gonna be over on the um the island that's uh. At the back of the the city here, it's a bit of a long bridge over there, but I'm sure you'll be fine. It's not like it's a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> all bunch of probably uh, more people that want to take uh, and take everything that you have and just throw you away on a random rock in the middle of the ocean. What do I know? That was 
Very descriptive, sir. Ah. Oh, yeah, well, when you get around a whole bunch of the bards around here, you hear a whole bunch of stories. Anyway, yeah, just go over to the budding union. They're very popular. Uh, uh, just, just keep in your room. Don't go out too much at night. Don't travel or go around trying to explore in there at all. You might not like what you see. I do or not like the implications that you're insinuating, sir. I just heard it from a few friends of mine. It's no big deal. It's all just... It's all just gossip. Then why are you mentioning it, sir? Because you knew what I thought you needed to know. You need to know about the new town, don't you? Because you're new here. Okay. I'm going to go now. You have yeah. a good day. You too! At which... <laughs> at which one? As you, as you and the rest of the club roamers, who are all very disturbed, including Jesse, begin to walk further into the town, into the, into the city, this random-ass drunk gentleman just pull, just slams Face first onto the ground. He's resting. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you look at uh, Roll20, you will see that the budding union is this little uh, this little building over here. I need to refresh, because my eyes haven't loaded yet. No, I haven't. No, I don't. Oh, oh there, there we go. go. Okay, it is right there. So yeah, it's a bit of a... A little bit of a ways from where you are currently. You're at the mouth of, like, the... Uh, one of the smaller epicenters of Port Waterhut. Right near the... Right near uh, the dock where a lot of the ships come in. Um, but going across a, a, a bridge nearby... Uh, getting to a few other buildings, there is a very, there's a small, well, more narrow and long bridge that goes to an island where the budding union uh, lays claim. Alright, I hope there's a stable so that way Jesse can relax. <sighs> Uh, as you uh, make your way into the, like, into the city, kind of trying to make your way through just the influx uh, of people, uh, you do hear uh, different store owners popping either out of their doors or just shouting out through windows or stalls about their, about their various uh, items that they sell. Some of them shouting about food, about potions, about um, about armor, different pieces of the sort. And then you have also one individual who's just who just begins just shouting, 
Porn! Get your porn here! Wow, so opened about here. Now I know that these people don't play on having children. <laughs> There's a, another uh, individual, uh, more more akin to a crier uh, rather than an actual, like someone for a store. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a good way to word this, but the crier is rushing about uh, the city, bumping into like several people. And you also notice it's a little cramped uh, trying to get through uh, the city as there's various people of various different types. Uh, individuals in forms that you have actually not seen before. So there's a little bit of a culture shock for you um, as uh, there, the the crier kind of shouts, "Hear ye, hear ye! The hero's pot has been found in the depths of a mine, over near the end of the, the of the cried Commonwealth." Yeah, 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 yeah! You just hear hear the crier continue to just shout this as he's rushing through the streets. What mine? He didn't say specifically. Uh, he's already gone. <laughs> yeah, he's already gone. At which point, uh, Lita, though, kind of pipes up, uh, kind of hoisting herself up on uh, Lucille's shoulder. Ooh, a pot? Wait, the hero's pot as in... Wait! Damier's pot? I think... I think so. I thought that was just something from Legend, though. How could it... If it's actually real, that could go for a lot of money. Or go for a lot... Go for a lot of confidence for an aspiring chef. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that, too. Confidence but if, it, but if it turns out to be just a pot... That happens to be Demi's pot. You're welcome to sell it. I mean, if it's an actual pot from an actual god and has like something to it, then I'm not going to sell it. That's just going to be too priceless. And plus, even if it were a normal pot, we probably wouldn't get too much for it anyway. That's true. I mean, we don't really have a pot for like cooking stuff. Not really. We just kind of have the fire. So, hey! Win-win out of way? Yes. Either we could trade pots, or you could have it. Depends <laughs> on how it works out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh... Maybe we should find that in. Goodness. Yes, you're yawning a lot. Yeah, uh, last night was weird. My bad. Just for things figured out. Huh? Uh, Ori kind of pipes up. Did we want to look around, kind of get used to the town before we go to the Budding Union, though? Hmm. If, if you'd like to, I was just wanting to secure rooms for us. 
Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, but, but if you want to look around of... first, I let's go ahead and do it. Hmm. I just figured that. I mean, we're we weren't really given too much of reason to be here, other than we're kind of told by Lord and Lady Amerik that there's stuff that we can do here. Yes, and I was just told to look around and gather intel on Demi's pot, which, coincidentally, we just heard info on. True. Who knows? There's a lot of people here. Maybe we'll find someone who knows more. We'll see if it's been pulled or if it's still down there in the mines. Hmm. It's kind of weird that a pot would be in a mine. Maybe it is a real thing? Demier is known to be the god of the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we look around then? Radio. Okay. So, you know what? Roll me, uh... Roll... Why am I yawning? Why am I yawning? Why am I yawning? Why are you yawning? <laughs> Good question. I really do not know, actually. Um, roll me. Um, no, I'm not gonna have you roll me anything at this point. You're running. You're going through the the city, uh, still with Jesse and the wagon, and you. There's just an influx of people chatting, just random bits. Uh, that you can and cannot make out some things that you just don't even really want to make out. You can tell there are some conversations that are being talked about that are probably a little too intimate. I'm telling you, she was this big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I have bigger. No, no, no! It was just like bow, you know. <laughs> now, are we are we talking about a or the badonka donks? Both. Damn! <laughs> that is getting way too objectifying. We're just gonna stop that right there. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, eventually, you. Huh? All right, go ahead. Uh, you do end up uh, finding um, a smaller um, store where there's kind of a larger uh, kind of opening way. Um, it's like a cross between a store and a stall. The front of the the front of the store has a uh, a spot that's more stall-like, but there's still a door next to it and then you have an individual that's kind of behind the open counter of like the stall section who kind of sees all of you and Jesse going oh hey you're you're new here what gave it away was it the armor armor and your friend over there is really pale Ah, and Anchor is being sarcastic. (laughs) 
I mean, it's all fine. All of us are pretty... are pretty vibrant here. Anyway, what brings you here? We're looking for information. We heard, uh, heard a screamer here about uh, Hero's Pot in the mines. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. So, uh, I don't know too much about it either. I've just been hearing the crier too. But yeah, from the sounds of it, they found they found Demier's pot in a mine that's in one of the lower parts of the Akrai Commonwealth. Uh, supposedly a bit closer to uh, uh, Teardrop Island over, uh, over outside of the coast. Hmm, Teardrop Island. Where would that be? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't have a map on me, but if you go, I'd say probably a, probably a four days worth of travel south and hitch a boat, uh, probably another, uh, a day's worth of, of sailing to the, uh, to the west, then you should be there. Don't think you'll be able to get in so easily, though. Teardrop Island doesn't like visitors. Yes, well... I have a way of going in, whether people like it or not. Oh! You a fugitive? Hmm, you could say that. I mean, no harm done. We all have our vices. Anyway, if you're going to keep traveling or trying to go to Teardrop Island, maybe you want some potions? Perhaps. What do you have and how much? Ah, well, I have this one that you might get a... Uh, you might have a liking for. Uh, you seem to have a love or several loves in your life, so how about a uh, a filater of love? Uh, pass. No? Okay, I'd rather I'll love I'd rather love for her naturally. I mean, you can still give it to a partner of yours consensually and probably have a good time, but how much? 184 gold pieces. Pass. Alright. Uh, well, then how about a potion of climbing? Hmm. I look to the others to see if that interests them. Jess- uh, <laughs> I was about to say Jesse. I said Jesse can respond. <laughs> Lucille- Lita and Ori kind of look at you for a moment. I mean, that. Yeah, Ori kind of pipes up. I don't know if we'll be around anywhere that we need to climb. So we might not need that as much. Well, you heard the lady. Alright. How about then a potion of fire breath? Or it kind of pipes up. I can already bring that. I just All look right. at the vendor. <laughs> Alright, well then. 
It doesn't look like any of you have someone who can regularly help with keeping people alive. So, how about a potion of greater healing? Pass. You, you're looking right at him, buddy. Okay, then. You asked for it, buddy. How about a potion of hill giant strength? I look at the others. Lucille seems intrigued. Alright, tell us more. Well, this lovely... Uh, this lovely little thing is going to, uh, well, make you stronger, like the, uh, like the legends of hill giants. Hill giants are said to be very, very strong. All right, how much? One hundred and eighty-seven gold pieces. I look to the others. <laughs> uh, Ori kind of looks at you uh, for a moment, rummaging through uh, her, rummaging through her pockets. How much do you have, Anchor? I have. Winter, come on. <laughs> Winter. Uh, I have. Hold on, puppies. Uh, puppy <laughs> is assaulting me again. Winter. <laughs> uh, uh, four platinum, one gold, one. Uh, huh. Oh, one. Uh, electrum and four silver. Four platinum, you said? Yes. During the midst of all this, just suddenly a, a dog has come up and just has begun loving on the party, making you unable to concentrate on, like, counting on your stuff. Ori uh, looks at you for a moment. I mean, I... I have... 120 gold? We might need to save... Some of what we have for the end, though normally ends aren't that expensive. Maybe we should come back to this if it's still here. Oh, I'm gonna be back for a, I'm gonna be here for a while. Y'all better come back soon now, you hear? Uh, all right. Why don't you head over to uh, my friend over at one of the stores next door. They have a really good arsenal of books that might intrigue you. Hmm. Yeah. That actually piques Anchor's interest. He gives you uh, directions to uh, the book the, uh, the bookstore that's about a block or so away uh, titled uh Blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, cannot talk again. Uh, <coughs> uh, titled, uh, Faded Pages. Hmm. 
Well, I'm going to head in and take a look around. <laughs> you, you go uh, to you go to faded pages, and the obviously if the door is shut, um, there do not appear to be windows though. I'm going to knock on the door. You knock on the door. No response. Guess nobody is here at the moment. So what are you going to do about that? Shrug and keep going. <laughs> like, keep going to like find another store or going further into Faded Pages? Well, I guess I could just try the doorknob and if it doesn't open, it doesn't open. And if it does, it does. Oh, it opens, and when it opens, you are hit with the faint aroma of incense and wax. There's a faint, there's faint lights uh, that illuminate from the back of the store of candlelight and very uh very ornate, um, subtle, well, not really subtle, they're ornate-looking lanterns with curves uh, through the course of their design. Um, yeah, make of that what you will. Uh, may we come in? No response. I think I'll take that as a no. At, at which point you you, you hear uh, a kind of a voice come from the back of the store. It's a bookstore, you know. You can just come in and do what you need to. Just come over the counter, and we'll and I can help you out over here. All right, and I well walk in and have a look around. Mainly looking for anything on cooking or demier. Okay. Uh, roll me. Roll me investigation. 17. Okay. Oh, wait, um, no, 16. My bad. Okay. Well, um, at the moment, you're not really finding any. Well, at least you're not finding any mythological content on Demier, but you are definitely finding a few a few legends of Demier and other gods and some of the original uh, some of the first uh, human lovers that that are part of legend. Uh, such as Akorov, Eligar, uh, Bionel, uh, Osirie, and Dharma. Hmm. I'm assuming the lights are too dim to just flip through them to see what's in them. I mean, you can certainly try. You also have dark vision, so you can see pretty decently, even in the dim light. 
gonna read a script. Uh, a paragraph or two in one of them. Okay. Um, you read, uh, you come up on, um, a story on Eligar. Um, the, well, Eligar, one of the children of Demier and Arapar. Uh, Eligar... Uh, being the man of the faded, like, first constructions, like, some of the first forms of agriculture, uh, at least under the Rainbow Pantheon, um, Eligar is said to have a very harsh uh, demeanor, very calloused hands, and this this goes into very deep, intimate detail on Eligar's appearance and at the same time um, their interactions with uh, Aemelia, the goddess of clouds and travel and tact and battle and it even it begins to detail a very intimate moment between the two of you, well, between the two of them, but it's at that moment that you realize this is porn of your god. Of course. I put it back. <laughs> I'm, starting get, I'm starting to get a gauge of this town's uh, culture. It's pretty open. Hmm. <laughs> so... <coughs> What you gonna do about that? Nothing. This is a legitimate business. Are you gonna continue trying to find uh, what you're trying to look for or, uh, here, or are you gonna do something else? I'm going to go to the front counter and ask, what kind of books do you primarily sell? Uh, the the person at the, the at the counter. Um, a the a uh, the individual with uh, kind of serpentine uh, kind of features uh, with four uh, smaller uh, horns kind of jutting from uh, their uh, their temples looks at you uh, for a moment uh I mean we primarily sell here a lot of stuff for stuff with your partner or things to help you get in the mood there um if you're wanting any like edu like educational uh, environmental books uh you can probably check with my cousin um well lorda um over next door uh that uh, the yeah the library is not too far from here all right thank you yeah sure thing I am going to head out because none of that really interests me right now. <laughs> you don't want to read about the tantalizing possibility of what happened between a, a god and one of the first humans and have, yeah. <laughs> what happens under the sheets is their personal life. <laughs> hey, I mean, it normalizes the idea of that. But yeah, you you head over to the library. Um, it's 
quiet and like really any public uh, library there's shelves upon shelves of books not it's not it's less tall as it is long this library it looks like it could have a decent selection it's not nearly as big as the selection of books that were uh that were back with the royal guard but it's decent enough huh. all right Maybe gonna find some info on Demier. Maybe see if I can learn why I have my mark on me. Okay, roll me investigation. Alright, y'all. Pull up the sheet again. Oh, I was looking at intimidation for a moment. Yeah. Yes, intimidate the librarian and someone to make you, to make them find a book about Demier. Specifically on Demier. <laughs> no. Uh, Eleven. Eleven? Um, you... You managed to find a, uh, a book on, well, obviously on Demier. Well, not just Demier, but really the Rainbow Pantheon as a whole. Um, this this book details uh, information about not about the marks per se or the sigils of the gods, um, but more so talks about something that they seem to have in common, and that's something that has been supposedly lost to time. That has not really, not many Rainbow practitioners uh, follow this idea anymore in praxis. That every, like every god, especially those among the Elemental Quartet and the Cosmic Twins, uh, have dominion over some form of sleep and memory. Hmm. More specifically, uh, you find um, one uh, Demi, obviously, but another deity, well, honestly, a few deities kind of catch your eye. Uh, Galapar uh, is said to be uh, associated with uh, dreams related to endings, but also of ventures and crossroads and of the afterlife Demier is said to be connected to uh, the present moment uh, homes and hearths and energy in general uh, Galahay as you remember uh, being uh, Siobhan's uh, patroness uh, is associated with youth and um, very specific, like child, the uh, childhood-related uh, memories. That would explain why she always looks so young. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So, what you gonna do about that info? Hmm. 
I might make a note of that if I can. I mean, there's a spot for notes in your character shade and in, in uh... I don't want to actually say because I don't want to seem like I'm promoting them. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What was that again? Uh, that as in... The dreams that are related to those particular oh. gods. So Demi is associated with things related to the present moment, um, things related to homes, hearth, hospitality, and energy. Galapar is related to endings, uh, crossroads, adventures, and the afterlife. Uh, Galahay is related to youth, childhood, and nostalgia. And there are other uh, deities here as well, but those are the three that you really, that, that really stick out to you. Alright. So... So, Demi is related to the present, Galapar is related to the future, and Galahay is related to the past? Yes. Okay. Huh. Well, that's interesting to know. Nah. I guess I know who will be coming to me if I see events that I do not know of, or events that I remember. Or what's happening now? Maybe. But yeah, what you gonna do with that info? It's not the info that you were looking for. Hmm. I guess I'll just can try to live in the moment. Fair enough. So what you gonna do now? Might see if I can find a librarian and ask if there are any books on Demier specifically. Okay, uh, you walk up on uh, onto a uh, you find someone with um, glasses, very long uh, braided hair, like deep raven uh, hair, uh, really like just barely like pale but also sun-kissed like freckled skin um with uh slightly uh, pointed ears as they uh look to you uh for a moment their eyes like a really deep uh amber um hi how can i help you uh, hi firstly your glasses are really cute Thank you. Hi, get that a lot. And secondly, do you have any books on Demier specifically? Uh, I mean, not really. We don't have a lot of, we don't really have a lot of materials uh, for specific deities that are outside of our patron, but you might be able to find what you need in 
books that are related to the gods in general. Okay. Out of curiosity, what is your patron? Oh, our... Excuse me for a moment. And you see, uh, like, her hand come up to... Well, actually, no, not her hand, because... I... Why am I struggling to speak? Anyway, she brings up her... Her elbow and, like, uh, covers uh, her mouth, uh, coughing, before when her coughing's done, she pulls it away. Uh, our, uh, patron is Ilmer. Do I know anything about Ilmer? Roll me history. Alright. Should've expected that. Uh, let's see, history. There it is. Hey, Ty. What? Nat 20. Dang, nab. Okay, so. Ilmer is a. Um, is one of the human lovers to the uh, the first demigods. Uh, the demigods uh, being like Kailenko, Mayenko, and Relena. Ilmer was the husband to Relena. Relena being the. Uh, goddess of birth, uh, like childbirth, uh, protection, and the safety of the home. Uh, Ilmer and Relena are the, and they go hand in hand with uh, their legend being the foundings for Mother's and Father's Day. Um, Ilmer was said to have tried to protect and keep Relena alive as complications of her childbirth, which had been cursed by uh, Kailenko, led to what are referred to in legend as the um, uh, the plagued six. Uh, six entities that are often used by very racist Ramels to um, call indigenous people certain things that I'm pretty sure you can easily fill in the blanks on. Mm -hmm. But Ilmer Ilmer is often depicted as the ideal father and the ideal husband due to his attempts to keep uh, Rolena alive and keep like their home safe and in legend for Father's Day it is even said that Ilmer waited. That Ilmer waited uh, three days uh, in ritual for Relena to wake up from her coma when uh, when the plague six first uh, wrecked havoc. Ilmer was not able to destroy the plague six, more just keep them away from the home. And depending on where you live, it's said that either Relena woke from her coma or Ilmer was driven to not so nice things due to Relena not waking up. Hmm. I but regardless, feeling... Ilmer is painted as the as the um, the perfect husband and care for the home and often is seen as a positive uh, representation of a very 
vulnerable masculine energy. Hmm. Might be a bit much, but I can see it. <laughs> oh, you mean by how open that we are with excuse me uh, certain activities? We get that a lot. A lot of people think that Arapar would be our patron, but no, it's Ilmer. Yeah, I take it back. You, you all are definitely more than willing to start families. <laughs> it's more that we're open to let people be who they are. We don't require, we don't demand or require anyone here to have a family or insist that they have a family. And really, with that lack of pressure, it conveniently, I think, makes people feel more comfortable to actually do that. Cheers. I would drink to that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, your best bet would probably just to find just find more books uh, to, dedicated to, the, to all the gods. Um, what exactly are you looking for? Just... Uh... <laughs> The gods choosing their champions and why they would do so. Oh! Uh, that you see her uh, ponder uh, for a moment before she kind of looks around her, looking at some of the shells around, uh, around the both of you. Uh, well, there's... I know for a fact that there's not a lot written on that because that's really only written in, like, Legends or stories that you want to tell your kids. Um, I. Do you think that's happened to you? Possibly. Uh. Huh. She has a very, like, concerned, if even, like, disbelieving expression on her face. Well, um. I. Think. You might have better looked in looking at the religious philosophical area that's down there. That as she kind of points to the rough direction where it is, uh, about like uh, four uh, four rows of shelves uh, away from from you guys. Um, again marks from the gods or destinies or purposes given by the gods is really subjective so you might have more you might find better answers in yeah the religious philosophical area um otherwise i'm not really sure uh all right thank you yeah, uh, sure thing. Hope you find what you're looking for. I will eventually. <laughs> okay, you go to that little spot. Um, roll me investigation. Alright. 18. 18? Uh, okay, you... You find a... Uh, one of the first books that pops out to you is less of a 
Well, I mean, it's still like philosophical, but it goes into a lot of the uh, magical and secular symbolisms related to the different sigils that are associated to each deity. Um, Demier, for example, um, the kind of symbols that culminate into his sigil um, reference a lot related to uh, trees, roots, and houses. Um, so that's a, a pretty prominent theme uh, there. Um, as for thinking about how you're called to the gods, or called by the gods, I should say. Um, the book more uh, asks questions about introspection on why one thinks that they are being called by the gods. Because it does write that there aren't many notable and credible sources of people being called by the gods and being believed. But uh, they, it does also roughly reference um, the connection between those who are called by the gods and um, a, a supposedly lost uh, civilization of dreamwalkers, uh, individuals that were said to have a deeper magical connection to the gods than humans. In fact, it was actually said that uh, supposedly humans as we know today um, were a that were a devolution from uh, dreamwalkers due to that uh, due to being in the material plane for so long away from the away from wherever humans came from before dreamwalkers were still human but they always had this innate ability not magical in the sense of fairies or elves per se but a magic that still had them in tuned to the gods uh, somehow and with dreams but recordings of any uh, any modern dreamwalkers have not been found for uh, for over a century and a half Anchor chuckles to himself and says I'll have to tell Yorga that she's better than humans by default <laughs> And I think I've gotten all the info that I need. Yorya will probably help me out with this. Okie dokie. So, I assume you're making your way out of the library? Yep. Time to let the others choose where they want to go. I've led them on for long enough. <laughs> the others had already been... Uh kind of doing their own thing uh lucille found a a stable uh on like not too far away from the budding union uh about 
here if you're looking at roll 20. Like, I... it's on the... It's on the other side of the bridge that leads to the budding union, so it's very close to... It's very close to that building. Uh, they did also uh, hear about some individuals that had possible things that you guys could do for money while you're here. Oh. Uh, they are a bit... They're a bit uh, convoluted, though. Hmm. One quest uh, that they heard was um, there being a legend of what are loosely defined as native undead. Um, so, uh, and the islands that they inhabit being called the Dead Hammer Islands. Um, there's a push to really want to try to document what's going on on the islands, um, as these are not inhabited by any of the Rainbow Kingdoms. But it would be a, a hefty penny, namely because, well, you would get a heftier reward if you survived, because with how it was talked about sailing to a, to a completely uninhabited uh, island, well, supposedly uninhabited, uh, in order to garner information on people and places that you do not know, uh, you might die. So, uh... Not only would you, you die, but you would become part of the town. <laughs> Welcome to the family, son. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the family. Stab. <laughs> uh, there is a a similar, but not nearly as uh, as daunting, of a quest where you would have to sail to another location. Um, there's a rumor of a cult of uh the people that supposedly may have uh, animal characteristics on the island of the gods um but one of the self-named islands uh, an autonomous region uh of the akrai commonwealth uh that is near uh the uh the monony uh merchant kingdoms actually but supposedly no one has gotten out of the island uh, and brought their documentations uh, back to the Commonwealth. Uh, most ships that trade uh, have to take a route that goes um, that, that goes um, that basically swerves away from the uh, from this uh, island because they don't partake to visitors too well, supposedly. They are very isolate. Um, yeah, but there's again a push to get information about this autonomous region especially since uh their sudden isolationist nature has only been for the past like not e like just under 50 years hmm. so this is basically one Basically, learn about cults or learn about undead. But there is also a, a third uh, quest of 
Oddly enough, pertaining to the budding union, there is supposed to talk of something shady going on at the budding union, and Best Bet is going to have to talk to the innkeeper in order to get more intel. Hmm. Well, my... Might as well, since we're here. You'll see. <laughs> uh, haven't decided on what we're doing yet. Hmm. Well, you have three possible ideas. First I'm going to talk to the innkeeper, then decide. Okay. Well, you make your way into... Um, you make your way into the budding union, and it's... For, for an, for a place that was like sun praises by a drunkard, it's not really all that bustling. Frankly, it's not the only inn in the in Port Waterhut. It's just one of the largest ones in this part of the city. But there are a decent amount of people in the main lobby area. Uh, that are sitting at tables, having their food and the sort. Uh, and you see a uh, uh, a short uh, human woman, um, kind of dark uh, brownish red hair uh, that comes down to uh, her shoulders. Uh, that is somewhat uh, wavy. Um, the tan uh, skin with um, a grayish uh, blue uh, eyes as she is tending to as she is tending to the front but she she's kind of deep in her work at the moment hmm so, so she's behind the bar yeah she's behind the bar I, I didn't I... describe that all too well uh, Alright, so I'm going to wait at the bar for her to get to me. You you see her, like, standing at the bar. There's also, like, a small line um, of, like, people uh, asking for orders, which she gives to uh, the back where the kitchen is. And she she seems a little busy at the, the for the next... Five ten-ish uh, minutes before eventually the line for people asking for food dies down, um, and the the any people that are like sitting at the bar having any drinks are just keeping to themselves. Uh, before she notices you uh, and your party, oh, uh, hi, how can I help you? We're looking for a room or two to stay in here. Uh. Yeah, um, rooms aren't really that expensive. Are you needing, uh, are you needing one or two beds? And also, how many rooms? Anchor looks to the group. Uh, Lucille, uh, smiles. Um, are there any discounts for two, uh, for two, two beds? Uh, the the woman kind of ponders for a moment. Um, 
No, there aren't any discounts, but they're also not really that expensive. So, um, so how long are you needing to stay? Lita pipes up. Probably only uh... three days. <laughs> what do you guys think? Three days? Not too long? Too short? Meh. We'll go with three days and if we need to stay longer, we'll pay more. Okay. Um, well, three days for two two bedroom sorry two two bed not two bedrooms two rooms with two beds each that's going to be for three days um i mean if the bedrooms come with two twos i certainly won't complain <laughs> uh, if only i could give discounts for good jokes um now for three days i would say that's probably going to cost you a gold Total or each? Um, actually, thank you for reminding me on that. Yeah, it's going to be two gold for both rooms for uh, for three days. But that does include um, morning and evening food. You get one plate um, uh, per uh, per time. Per time. What does that mean? Like day or stay so breakfast time one plate dinner time one plate and so two plates a day for three days uh, that means you're gonna get six plates okay the thank you and also um total like drink as much water as you need um one one glass of a soft alcohol for any of you. Only one for your stay. Anything else is going to cost extra. <laughs> That's fair. I'm kind of a lightweight. You don't look it. You'd be surprised. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it's going to be two gold for the lot. Alright. Uh... I put one gold and hold out a platinum. Do you have to change for this? Uh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I can. I can uh, break that down for you as you Thank see you. And, her. You see her keep uh, crouch down. And uh, I, do me a favor. Keep a gold for a tip. The. Thank you. You're awfully generous today, as she. Kind of, as she crouches down, uh, grabbing uh, stuff from underneath the bench before she uh, pops up with uh, ten gold pieces uh, in her hand. Uh, okay, so platinum. That uh, she takes it for a moment, doing the mm. like giving you um, eight, like giving you yeah eight gold pieces since with the other gold and whatnot. Yeah, so you get eight gold pieces. From the platinum. Right. So, I know we normally get a, a lot of newbies here. Mind if I ask why you're here in town? 
We're seeking information on... I don't know if you heard the... Crier out crying about the hero's pot being found. Oh, yeah. You hear stuff like that a lot. Finding Galapar's pendant, Ankadel's anvil, things like that. Hmm. So, it could be just a rumor. A lot of time it is, but it gets people excited, so really, no harm. <laughs> it's not like we have anyone here that tries to hurt someone else trying to get to it first. <laughs> Certainly got me excited. It had me traveling to here. <laughs> You're not trying to kill anyone for it. Oh, heavens no. I, Good. If anything, I'm trying to unite people with it. <laughs> nice. You seem nice. Before, huh? like, Lita uh, pipes up, Oh yeah, he's a sweetheart. He knows how to cook, too. You want to have him in- you want to have him in your back? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to assisting. <laughs> the the innkeeper uh, smiles. <laughs> I think I'm already pretty well staffed. Thank you. <laughs> By I the way, just... what are y'all's what what are all of your names? Huh? I'm Anchor. Uh, okay. Nice to meet you. Before uh. The innkeeper kind of points at uh, the rest of them. Lucille uh, smiles, giving a, a soft kind of nod bow of his head. I'm Lucille. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Lita. Then Ori just kind of smiles, gives a really gingerly wave. Ori. Well, nice to meet you all. My name is... Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I've been having a bit of a cough lately. Uh, my name is Anya the Elioreg. If you need my help with anything, just give me a holler. Um, can't really help you much during the night, though. Yeah, that's quite alright, Anya. You've already done plenty. <laughs> Thank you. Though, actually, I should let you all know if I highly recommend that you stay in your guys' uh, rooms during the night um if you need to use the restroom just go quick in and out do not get distracted mind if i uh you probably would rather i didn't but no, do you mind if i ask why actually i've been trying to get rid of this problem for a while so i'm glad that you're open to want to hear about it so, the the Bunny Union has a bit of a rocky reputation, um, namely because um, the Buddha has a bit of a curse on it, and some people say that it's because um, this place was once a brothel, which you would think that, oh, this place is so sex-friendly that it being a brothel wouldn't be that much of an issue. But when Port Waterhut was first founded, it was. Uh, for a short time, doing a lot of sex work was pretty illegal, and the Bunny Union was used as a spot to... It was more of an underground uh, brothel, but 
the Inverse Idlewilds uh, kind of made it uh, their haven and really made it a very sex-friendly place. And it was actually kind of because of the Inverse Idlewilds that Port Waterhut became so much more open. But before the port became so much more open, um, a curse was put on the budding union to where now... Um, Unfortunately, there are some some tenants, and I use that lightly, who like to lure other tenants in for some fun times and things happen. And unfortunately, we often have to clean up the messes. And it's not mm. your normal messes. I'm talking red, not white. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Either you can keep safe, just, like try and keep to yourselves, or you could do some some sex demon busting? Yeah. I look to the others to see how they feel about it. Lita is wide-eyed. Uh, Lucille is a little surprised, uh, too. Ori... Um... <coughs> Ori looks... fascinated. And you kind of recognize her fascination as similar to when um, she was inspecting the creature from when you guys were in the woods, but not nearly as mortified as she was then. This is pure intrigue and curiosity. Okay, I guess we'll be looking into it. Anchor says this is a smile. Okay, good. Thank you. Because this has been getting... Absolutely ridiculous. We don't need this reputation on the Bunny Union because if this were to get any any more outside of Port Waterhut, probably this port, probably this port city would crumble in a matter of years. Um, but tell you what, if you give me proof that you're able to kill whatever sex demons or whatever there are here, um. I'll give you 20 platinum and a uh, free room and board uh, here for a year. Hmm. Are you sure you can afford that? I mean... <laughs> I mean, we get a decent bit of business here and we've been able to... We've been able to conceal this as nothing but a rumor for a while now, but... It is getting close to popping. I would rather get it figured out now uh, so that it can just remain a rumor in a public eye, you know? Alright. If we find it and get rid of it, great. But if we don't, then we won't go spreading rumors. Thank you. Now, how about that food for you? Sounds delicious. Oh, and also, key 
keys to your places. And she pulls out uh, two keys. You guys are going to be on the second floor. Um, who's taking what room? At which point, um, uh, Ori takes uh, one of the keys. Um, I'll take this one. Um, Lita, do you want to sleep with Lucille or me? Lita uh, chirps uh, before, like, like sitting on top of Ori's head. You know I, I like you as my sleeping buddy. Yeah. Guess that means that uh, we're rooming together, Lucille. Lucille uh, smiles and shrugs. Ah, as long as we don't have to keep watch. Honestly, <laughs> by the sound of things, it sounds like we just have to keep watch on each other's pants. <laughs> we might want to save that for another time. At least we can <laughs> relax for a little bit. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. So, question for you. Yes? My brain is getting weird at the moment, but do you want us to keep going and get to this possible encounter, or do you want to save it for next episode? Let's save it for next episode. Okay, because yeah, we've been recording for... Goodness, how long? Has this been going on, like, what, three hours? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good place to end it. Yeah, got a good bit of uh, info, a little bit of comedy. Went to a very open porn shop. I mean, it's what else. It's just people's culture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has been another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This has been Ty and Austin dabbling into a little bit of Anchor's time away from Postal Karma. As we say, bye-bye! Bye-bye! Enjoy, Enjoy your long rest. rest. Yeah. Enjoy your <laughs> long rest.